Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to another episode of the Adultish Podcast. It's your host, Afia. And yet again, we are not joined by our favorite co-host, Chelsea, as she is still currently enjoying the first few weeks of motherhood. Hopefully, she'll be back on the show with us um, after she's taking a little break, or as we like to call it, a little adultish maternity leave. Uh, But I'm going to take tonight to discuss a little bit more on a topic that I posed last week. Yeah. Yeah. I've been down so long, it look like up to me. They look up to me. I got fake people showing fake love to me. Straight up to my face. Straight up to my face. I've been down so long, it look like up to me. They look up to me. I got fake people showing fake love to me Straight up to my face Straight up to my face Something ain't right when we talk for Something those of you right who we were talk. listening, uh, last week I was joined by the CEO of the Digital Discovery Network, Mark, and we discussed um, the bad best friend experience with a girl who I named Jane Doe. Um, for those of you who know Jane Doe, you know that the story that I gave last week was just uh, the tip of the iceberg um, with the nonsense that ensued with her while she was a part of our lives. But after listening to it and hearing some responses from it, it made me think about tackling the deeper issue and a bigger issue, um, the idea of having a bad friend and most specifically a very flaky friend. So I'm going to take a moment and just look at some of the things that have annoyed me over the years of having flaky friends. As a matter of fact, I've had so many flaky people in my life that I've decided to call them head and shoulders because they're just like flaky dandruff, just all over my shoulders, all over the place and can never, you know, come to my aid when I need them or can be around when, um, you know, times are rough. And, It's very disheartening once you have a head and shoulders kind of person in your life, Um, primarily because someone like Jane, like I said, I didn't give the full backstory about Jane. And yes, I spoke about how she and I broke up as friends. But one of the biggest complaints that I had with Jane was that she was a head and shoulders friend, as in this girl was always flaky. She was always wishy-washy. There were only a few times, a few handful of times I can count on where I knew I could count on her. But there were so many other occasions where if I asked her to go out with me somewhere, she would say yes. And then two hours later, I would try to contact her and I would never hear back from her. Or I would hear back from her like four or five hours later saying, oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't make it. And um, 
This was a constant in our friendship. And I'm bringing this back because I realized last week I spoke mostly about why we stopped being friends, but not what really made her a bad friend. And it had a lot to do with her not being there to support me or my endeavors, uh, much like other people who are in my life that I, I admittedly keep around for whatever reason, but need to get rid of. So here's a perfect example of how she, uh, was a fair weather friend. So there was a time where she, um, uh, she, I, and third homie were talking about how we were going to celebrate, I think our 23rd or 22nd, it was a really arbitrary number birthday. And so we invited her and we told her, hey, let's make this a big deal because me and third homie, our birthdays fall around the same time of the month. She was more of a person later in the year, but we still wanted it to be, you know, like a trio thing, like the three amigos, you know, let's just all throw a big party together. And so while me and third homie were getting our things together, getting our shit together, contacting different lounges, different bars, trying to figure out where we were going to set this up, who we were going to invite, she was more like, well, you know, it's a you and her kind of thing. You guys figure it out. Um, and then, of course, went on to being very shady and being a petty Betty, like, oh, well, your parents are going to let you guys out and have all that fun. Or it was like, bitch, please. Like, your parents don't even like the fact that you live at home. Like, well, how dare you? Um... But, you know, she she had that kind of error or, you know, that kind of attitude. Um, additionally, like I said, when we would go out places, she would always be late. And um, as a matter of fact, having my sister listen to the podcast last week, she reminded me that she couldn't stand Jane because even though my sister was doing her a solid of driving her back to school whenever she was going back out of state, she would always be late for a free ride how does someone manage to be late for a free ride every single time i cannot understand but that was her piece de resistance that was the crux of who she was my sister would tell her listen i'm trying to drive out of new york by like 12 p.m for the latest i don't want to hit traffic on i-95 can you be in on time Homegirl will be like, yeah, I'll be there by like 1130 and then keep calling me like, did your sister leave yet? Because I'm still running late. When she would show up, it's not just her and whatever luggage she brought to New York. It's her, the luggage she brought to New York, as well as a suitcase full of things like toilet paper, uh, toothpaste, um, pads, just random like toiletries that like her family would stock her up with so that when she got back to school, she would have all of these things. Now, mind you, her parents could have shipped this to her family, could have sent it up with someone else. But because she was getting a free ride, she would decide to bring 20 pounds of extra luggage to put into my sister's car and be two and a half hours late for it at that. Which brings me to my point. She was also a very ungrateful individual. Okay, the numerous times that this girl had gotten into um, family disputes with her own family um, and the way that my, me and my family would come to her rescue at the end of everything, when she and her homeless boyfriend broke our bed, she was very ungrateful and disrespectful about that. Not remembering that we took her in from the cold and we took her in from a blizzard. And when I say blizzard, I mean blizzard as in like when I opened the door to this girl to come into my house, it was snowing. We could not see her. It was so like the outside just was just like a white haze of snow and sleet and wind and all I could make out were her black boots standing in the middle of the street like 
went above and beyond for her. And I could never say that she did the same. I could never say that, you know, Jane was a person who went above and beyond in our friendship. You know, she was, she was not a person who, uh, made that extended her hand or, you know, made that sacrifice in a way for our friendship in the way that I did. And, so that was one of the things that really made her a bad friend. Another thing was is that she was kind of condescending. And we touched on this last week, but let me just bring it back to perspective. So like I said, because, you know, I lived in New York. I stayed in New York when I was in college. I didn't, you know, go out of state like I initially wanted to, but I ended up staying closer to home because one, it was cheaper. And two, it was just me, you know, three, I wasn't getting into the schools that like all my other friends were getting into. So whatever, I ended up just staying home. She went out of state. Most of my friends went to school either upstate or out of state. And so because she lived out of state and she lived on like a campus for maybe the first semester, she kind of got that whole campus vibe where, you know, you're responsible for your own time. You're responsible for your own laundry. You're responsible for your own food. You have to be responsible for yourself, you know, kind of like like an adult almost. Right. Except for the fact that your parents are still paying your big ass tuition of 20 plus K and 20 plus K, uh, you know, a semester, whatever. But she was a pseudo adult. So when she would come back to New York and let's say we wanted to hang out or do something and I would tell her, you know, well, um, it kind of depends on where y'all want to go because my mom might be, you know, a little eh, iffy about that. It would be like, well, you know, well, my parents don't really care about what, you know, you see, I don't have that issue anymore because now that I live on my own away at school, my parents can't tell me when to come in and when to leave and blah, 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 blah. And I'm looking at her like, yeah, they can't, but they'll still call the cops on you when you say some reckless shit. But okay, fine. Right. So she would say things like that and kind of, you know, throw it in my face that, yes, I did have a a seemingly or I shouldn't even say seemingly because she is. But I did have, a you know, a very overprotective mother who was overprotective because she was the sole parent, you know, in our household. And she was raising three females on her own. And so she wanted to make sure we were overly cautious about what we did and where we went out because hashtag me, too. She didn't want us to be one of those stories. Right. So. Here she was, you know, kind of like throwing salt in the fact that I'm already feeling a way that, you know, when I go out somewhere, I have a parent who's constantly asking me where I'm going, who am I going with, what am I planning to do when I go out, you know, just wanting a third degree with every, you know, type of activity that I did. And so she would throw the salt in that wound like, well, I don't have to deal with that. You know, I feel sorry for you guys for having to deal with that nonsense because I'm above that now. I'm above that. I'm above that. And... In the beginning, I kind of, you know, I would be upset about it. But then I had to take two steps back and realize, you know what? You weren't about that life because I don't think your family cared as much for you as my family cared about me. And I know that's a bit of an ouchie and a burn. But when you consider that her dad literally put her in jail um, for coming to her mother's aid during a domestic dispute, I don't think I'm wrong in saying that my family kind of cared about me more than hers cared about her. I mean, they threw her out in the middle of a, what was it, like a minus 10 degree blizzard with nothing but her and her homeless boyfriend. So, I mean, yeah, I think my parents did care a little bit more. Um... But again, that was her attitude. And to bring my whole point home, um, she was the kind of person I kept in my life who was a flaky friend. She was a head and so- shoulders kind of person. And there are still a few of them in my life to this day. 
Um, I won't name names because I'm still friends with a lot of them. But, um, you know, I'm just at a point in my life now where it's like, maybe it's time to wash the head and shoulders out of my hair. Maybe it's time to get rid of some of these dandruff flaky friends. Um, because, you know, it can be irritating at times when you're trying to do something, when you're trying to create a project, when you're trying to, uh, you know, build a business or a brand, or you're trying to, uh, create something for yourself and you're looking to people to support you and you're looking to friends to help you move forward and they can't be there for you. Now, granted, I know you guys are listening and wondering, well, you know what? You don't need people to validate what you're doing and you don't need people to, you know, help you. You should help yourself. And yes, you should always help yourself. And yes, you should be the sole motivator for everything that you're doing in your life. But let's be honest. Things move a lot better once you have a really strong support system. And that's what I'm talking about. These head and shoulders peoples that are in my life and are in your life, if they're not being a great support system for you, then it's time to wash that shit out your hair, blow that shit out, wear your fro, your hair, your perm, whatever, however you're styling your hair these days and keep those flakes out of your damn life, okay? Because they're going to do nothing but just hold you back or want to come and reap the benefits and reap the profits once you've done all of the work after you've asked them for the help and they've decided that they weren't going to do it. The amount of times I've had opportunities come my way and I've reached out to individuals like, hey, let's join together and do this. Or, hey, maybe you should come and, you know, see that I do uh, see about me doing that, you know, um, never, never reciprocated. As a matter of fact, um, a few months ago, my mother got in my ass about it quietly, obviously, um, about the fact that she felt that I had some head and shoulders friends. And it all had to do with the fact that I was moving into my first and my first and only apartment, my first ever apartment. Um, I had been, you know, recently separated and, um, Moving into my place was a little rough, and that's primarily to do with the fact that my eldest sister, who lived in the apartment before me, left a ton of her stuff behind. Like, it almost seemed like she didn't even leave because her spirit and her clothes are still here. So... You know, there was a lot of stuff to move out. And so my mom looked to me like, well, why don't you call some of your friends to come over and help you? And the fact that I looked at her and I kind of said no, not because um, I didn't want to, but because I knew in asking some of these flaky McFlakesters that they would flake out on me was an issue, okay? If I had to think about the fact that my friends are going to flake out on me when I asked them something so I wouldn't ask them to do anything... I should have picked that up as a red, a red flag or just, a, you know, a sign that here were some people in my life who I kept around who I knew for a fact I couldn't ask to help me in something as simple as moving out some furniture, clearing out some garbage, helping me to paint, you know, helping me to put some curtains up on some walls, you know, things of that nature. Um, and so my mom gave me this look and she said, well, you know, maybe it's a, I, you know, she would ask me like, well, did you call such and such? Did you call this person? Did, could they come by? And I tell her, ah, they don't got the time. They're busy. They don't have the time. And she literally looked at me and said, well, you know what? Um, maybe you're asking the wrong people as in to say, you know, Maybe these aren't the friends you should be asking for help because every time a friend had some kind of event, a birthday or something, anything of that, anything that I could invest time or money into to support, I would do my best. Not to say that I was at every single 
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Cool thing because of course there are times where I just could not be available, but. But the times where I could be, I would be. Why? Because I felt like I was going to support you. I'm going to show you I'm here to help you make a difference in the phase of your life that you want to make a difference in. And I'm going to be that person to tell you, you can do it and you can move forward. And you are the best person out there to go forward with this endeavor that you're looking into. And yet I couldn't get somebody to just help me put some damn paint on a roller and roll that shit up on a wall. Right. So she legit looked at me and was like, you know what? I think you are asking the wrong people for help. Maybe you shouldn't be asking these people anymore. Maybe you should look into having some better friends. And as it is right now, my mom's low key judging like all my friends, like all of them, even the ones who aren't flakes. She's still judging those two. Um, and that probably has a lot to do with the fact that I don't have many visitors over to my apartment. But, you know, um, she's we are very social people my mom's a very social person she's always having people around her and so to see me kind of not have as many people around me but knowing how many people I've interacted with in my life throughout my lifetime thus far and meeting quite a bit of these people interacting you know in my life and her seeing them she has a good understanding that Yo, my daughter has like a lot of friends and yet I never see them or I don't see them helping her or she's never asking them or, you know, there's a disconnect between the people she knows that I know and the people she's seeing, you know, of the people that she knows that I know that she's seeing, if that makes any kind of sense. Um, yeah, so I'm just here talking about these flaky ass people and you know what, I, I started, I started slowly but surely realizing who are the flakes you know, who are the big, the big chunks of dandruff and like who are like the small little flicks that you kind of just flick out your hair occasionally. Um, and I've been actively working towards kind of not, I don't want to say separating myself from them, but understanding my boundaries and my barriers with those people. And that's probably something that we as individuals who are very supportive and who are very loving to our friends need to consider. We need to start putting boundaries with these individuals. You know, don't be that person that runs to them and it's always there for them if they can't manage to spare five minutes of their time for you okay if they can't spare 
five minutes for you, then don't spare a day for them. Don't spare, don't even spare five hours for them. You know what I mean? Because they are basically living off of the friendship you're providing. They're living off of all the energy that you're giving to them and that you, that, that you give in love and support to them. And they can't reciprocate. They can't give back the same. And I think that's very ridiculous and very selfish of individuals to do, but it is a reality. And so I've been doing that. I've been going through, when I say going through, like legitimately going through my phone, scrolling down Facebook, looking through Instagram, like, yep, haven't heard from this bitch in six months, but you know what? It's all right. Cause I'm not going to reach out to her. Look, I'll just wait till she contacts me. Or, you know, look at this dude like, yo, it's been two years since I said hello to this Negro, but you know what? It's okay. Let him live his best life. When we meet, we will meet. When we don't, we don't. And that's absolutely fine. Right. So, um, I just want to leave off with this message, um, hoping that you've taken a little nugget of knowledge from what I've said about flaky ass people. And like I said, if you have a head and shoulders friend, kind of friend, you know, assess how bad the dandruff situation is, you know, are they big chunks of dandruff where they're just super flaky? They can never, you can never reach them. You can never depend on them. You can never, you know, expect them to be there when you need them to be, be there for you, you know, check out the level of severity. And once you do wash the hell of it out, wash it out, cleanse yourself bathe in the waters of lake minnetonka if you have to to get rid of some of these people because it's really not healthy and i know sometimes being around people and having friends is, could be a numbers game because look you know if you guys saw that episode of black mirror with the whole likes thing i'm not even going to ruin it too much but what is it called it's, i think it's called nosedive that episode is like season three episode something it's called nosedive it's the one with bryce dallas howard i know i'm digressing right now but it's a really good episode but it proves my point things are a numbers game right sometimes you want to have as many friends as possible because if you're a person that likes using Instagram, you want to have the most likes. You want to have the most clicks. You want to have the biggest presence on social media ever because that's what you want to do and you need to have friends who can do that for you. So you want to keep all these people around. But guess what? You're keeping these people around and they're only good for liking your posts on Instagram. They're only good for retweeting some shit on Twitter. They're only good for giving the impression that you have a friend versus actually having a friend who is there for you, okay? So if your friend is gonna just be that Instagram person or just that Twitter or Facebook person, don't expect them to be anything more than just that and be okay with it, accept it and move on from it, okay? If you realize that you want them to be more than just that and they can't give you that, then leave them alone, let them go and just again, assess the level of your friendship with them and set that boundary. Like, you know, for a fact, this person is only good for one thing. This person is good for something else. This person is good for a third thing. And that's all that there is to it. Okay, guys, so I had that little chat about my little head and shoulders peoples in my life. And so I wanted to get in my feelings about one of those people. Um, 
She wasn't entirely a head and shoulders kind of friend. To be quite frank, she was one of the better friends that I had. Um, however, the way things, how our friendship ended, it was super whack. Um, and I'll give you guys a scenario. And you have the comment section, so you can go right on ahead and tell me what you think. But I'm going to get in my feelings about this for a little bit. So I had this friend. I knew her since about junior high-ish, but we weren't really close in junior high. It wasn't until I got into high school that we reconnect with one another. And then when we both learned that we were going to be going to the same college together, our friendship kind of blossomed again. Now, I'm going to call this friend Amanda, okay? Now, Amanda and I were cool in the sense that Amanda was super neurotic and I'm also, you know, admittedly neurotic, but she was a little bit more neurotic than me. So for the first time, I had a person who I could try and talk off the ledge while most of people I know were always trying to talk me off the ledge, right? Kind of deal. All right. So Amanda and I, we were, like I said, we were pretty cool. We went to college together. And um, <clears throat> she was, like I said, kind of like me, but a little a little bit more, she had a little bit more anxiety, I would say, than I did. And that could also deal with the fact that Amanda was a very um, motivational, determined um, no, I shouldn't say motivational, sorry, motivated, very determined, very ambitious young woman. And when I say ambitious, like this, this girl, she was all about getting the highest grades she can get in her class. She was all about trying to get that best job that she can get. Um, she wanted to work in specific fields, like in politics and stuff. And she made her way through, like she literally, um, used to work like in politics. I'm not sure if she still works for the, the city um, government, but she did at one point in time. And so I kind of used to look up to her at point, you know, at some points in time, because I was like, damn, like I want to have ambition like Amanda. Like I want to have that, that motive. Like I want to be that motivated to get the jobs and, you know, get the grades and, and, and live like Amanda did. And let me also know, Amanda was also only, I think, the age what she was only maybe like 19 or 20 and she was living on her own and that was something that was completely new to me in the sense that a lot of the people who we went to college with were still living at home because we lived in a commuter we went to a commuter college um here in new york city and then on top of that um you know she had a job like she was working full-time going to school had her own place um and she was only 19 and i didn't know anything about that because in my household my my siblings didn't move out until they were in their um early 20s and when they did they made my mom cry and i'm not even lying about that either my mom legitimately like cried she like boohoo like why do you want to leave me like kind of crying when my sisters uh, moved out of the house so seeing someone who was like 19, she was out the house, her parents didn't mind it, they didn't care. Like they were like, you know, pick up your slack, do what you gotta do. She was making money and going to school. I was like, ooh, what? Like I wanna live this life, right? Now, the issues that Amanda and I had um, throughout our friendship had really nothing really to do with our interaction with each other, but the interaction between the people that I knew and Amanda. And that was because Amanda was the kind of person that, if she didn't like you, she made it known that she didn't like you. Or at the very least, she it read on her face. Meaning, if she didn't like you, but let's say you you and I were friends, but she didn't like you, 
when the three of us were together, she would mostly talk to me. Um, you know, and if a person said something to her, she'd be curt. She might be short. She'd be respectful, but it would be red on her face. Like, I don't fucking like you. Get out of my face. You know, like it would, it would, it would be there. And so because there was a group of people who I hung out with that Amanda was not big on, Amanda and I didn't hang out all the time. And that was primarily like, um, out of, out of circumstance because I had to hang out with these people. I was a part of a, a group in college that I had to be, you know, around them all the time. Um, it's like a club, if you will. And so Amanda didn't really care for being around those people in that club. We had our own club, as a matter of fact, that Amanda and I were in charge of. And so we had our people there and I had my other people in the other club. And there were times that Amanda didn't even like the fact that some of our clubs used to intersect. You know, there was an intersectionality. I like that word. I always hear that like in those women's marches and shit. Um, the intersectionality of like, um, you know, our two clubs. And so it was sometimes difficult for her because she felt like the people in the club she did not belong to made a point of being very phony. She felt they were always phony. She felt like people did not wear their real mask. They always had this fake, you know, um, this fake presence of being super bubbly and happy and cheery and, oh, look at me and I want to be popular. Like she felt like people were just walking around trying to um, perceive that, you know, to, to put, to give off that perception. And she was not a fan of it. So long story short, there was, there were times when our groups would clash or my, our, my group would clash with Amanda. In one scenario, there was a girl who Amanda had became friends with, um, that liked some guy or who people were trying to hook her up with some guy, but the guy actually liked Amanda. He knew Amanda from class. They liked each other. Um, but other people were trying to hook Amanda, the guy up with, you know, someone else. And the guy would tell Amanda, like, I don't like that girl. She's a flake. She's, you know, she's flighty. She's not bright. I don't like her. I like you. And I thought, you know, this, this is a little awkward because they're pushing this guy on this girl that he doesn't like and he likes Amanda. And I always thought, you know, it was best to be a little bit honest about those things. So, I actually went to the girl and I was like, listen, don't hate me for saying this, but um, I don't think this guy likes you. I think, you know, he's a man. And now, mind you, at the time that I put forth this, put out this information, y'all can hate me because, yes, you know, I shouldn't have, I should have just kept my damn mouth shut. But um, at the time that the information went out, the guy had stopped pursuing the other girl, the other girl was like fuck him like I'm going back with my oh, my ex-boyfriend anyway and so I wanted to put it out there because the guy was interested in pursuing Amanda and I didn't want it to seem like you know Amanda was picking up this girl's scraps or that you know she was trying to be like this girl because again Amanda already felt like people had this impression, you know, that, oh, these girls, everybody wants to be like these girls, and she didn't want that. So I went to them directly and was like, listen, um, the guy didn't like you. As a matter of fact, I know for a fact that he likes Amanda, and maybe they're going to start dating. So, you know, if you, I just, I just putting it out there so that way if you do see them happen, you do happen to see them around campus together or something, you have an understanding that that's where it's at. The guy likes her, you know, and, and she, actually she, wasn't big on allowing a relationship to um to come out of their friendship because of respect 
out of out of respect for the other girl out of respect for the other girl amanda felt like i didn't want to pursue him i kind of know that girl she and i are kind of friends even though you know at times she could be a real bitch whatever like we're still kind of friends and so i put it out there like listen if you see amanda with this guy like I hope you don't have any hard feelings about it. She really didn't want to pursue him, but he really likes her and maybe he's good for her. You know, like you had your chance with him and you didn't like him. He didn't like you. It wasn't meant to be. So just giving you a heads up. Now, granted, this probably should have been done by Amanda. And granted, I should have just kept my damn mouth shut. But at the end of the day, I felt like I was trying to make sure everyone knew what the hell was going on in the event some shit popped off. Shit popped off. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So a lot of the girls didn't like Amanda. They didn't care for her. And when this came out, they were like, how could Amanda? How dare she? She knew that this dude was after this girl. And it's like, he didn't want her though. The guy didn't want her, he didn't like her. And you guys forced him to date, you know, to try and date her. And you know, like I'm, I'm, I was pleading Amanda's case, you know, like, and I, and I create this background of pleading Amanda's case to give you an idea of how I used to go hard for Amanda around the people who she felt did not respect her. So I was pleading her case, telling them like, listen, it doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is, is that she was going to be respectful and the guy broke her down and was like, listen, fuck this girl. I like you. Like what me and you do shouldn't have any, you know, any relevance or any, any kind of, um, play on what happened between me and this other girl, because there was nothing there to begin with. Right. And so people came down on her. They came down on her hard. Um, another reason why they didn't like Amanda as well is because another one of the girls in the group had a boyfriend or an ex-boyfriend and her ex-boyfriend started talking to Amanda as well. And so that girl was upset because she was like, you know, how dare she? Why would she show up here kind of thing? And Amanda's thing is like, why are you mad at me? Be mad at your ex-boyfriend for liking me or whatever, you know, or talking to me or whatever. Keep it pushing all that other shit. And, um, Again, I was just like, you can't be mad at Amanda. Like, she's just being her. Like, she's, you know, she's not actively trying to go out here and be like y'all and do shit like y'all. She's trying to live her life. Like, let her live her life. And um, so it came to a point where anytime something was happening with Amanda, with the group of people who I hung out with and they didn't like her, I always would just try and switch the subject and be like, you know what? Get off of Amanda's back. Pay attention, pay attention to what you guys are doing. Let's keep it pushing because you don't like her. She don't like y'all, whatever. There's no need for us to make this a topic of conversation when we hang out with each other, right? Cool. 
So Amanda and I remained friends um, well after after all of that happened. Um, got to a point where we graduated college um, and I actually celebrated my graduation with Amanda, of all people, um, you know, meaning that there was a bunch of other friends that, you know, were my quote unquote really good friends. And out of all of them, the one who I, who, who the one whose parents invited me to dinner was Amanda's parents. Um, you know, the ones who actually treated me out, you know, that day was Amanda's family. Um, so she was a good friend. That's, and I say that to say that she was a really good friend. Now, here's where the trouble happened. And this is where I get all up in my feelings about. So um, there was a point in time where I had been laid off from my job. I had recently I had recently been laid off from my job. I had also just broken up with um, my then long-term boyfriend. And so I was kind of like alone and broke and just kind of, you know, living a womp, womp, womp kind of life. And... Um, I think I had, I was getting work or looking into finding work and, um, yes, I think I had just found a job and again, my paychecks weren't coming in fully because I had just started another job and, um, Amanda invited me to go with her to this mini weekend vacay that she had planned with, uh, one of her coworkers well in advance. And she asked me like, Hey, would you want to come? And I said, yeah, girl, of course. I told her flat out. I was like, I may not have the money to pay for this trip though, but, um, you know, I would love to come. And then she said to me, don't even worry about the money. Like I got you. Don't worry about it. Again, Amanda was a really good friend. Like I'm not even going to shit on her. She was a really good friend, but I might shit on her later on in the story. Just so let's just stay tuned. Um, so we get to the place where we're spending the weekend and it was a really nice place it's like uh this this big resort like upstate new york um it took us like four hours to drive up there like two between two to four hours to drive up there and let me pause to say that while we were driving up there it was really cold in the car that we were driving up in the two drivers were heavy set people the people who were driving us were very heavy set people and for whatever reason they just kept feeling extremely hot in the car so because they felt hot in the car they kept the ac on just running non-stop for those who know me out there you know that my ass is super anemic as in like just blow on me and i'll start shivering because that's too much cold air that's more cold air than i need in my life so I am freezing in this car and doing my absolute best to not like shiver or create icicles on the tips of my nose like as I'm being driven to this resort. I was not the only person who felt this way because we were joined by um, Amanda's sister and Amanda's cousin. So it was her cousin, her sister, and I in the back seat freezing our asses off. And her cousin was freezing more than anyone else because her cousin had just come up from the Caribbean who, and she knew nothing but hot and heat. So she's in this car like, why the hell this car's so blasted cold? You know, like it was just really, it was, it was not a cool scene, but we tried to keep our complaints to a minimum because one, we weren't paying for gas. We weren't paying tolls and we weren't paying for this trip. So beggars can't really not be choosers or complainers, right? Cool. So we spend the weekend there and we have fun the entire weekend. And um, I tried to watch, I'll tell you how how many years this happened. I think this was like the first season of Orange is the New Black had like just dropped. Everyone was like jizzing themselves over the show. Like this show is so great. You should watch it. You should watch this show. It's so great. I watched the first two episodes and was like, 
And then I started watching um this anime called What's the one with Vash the Stampede? Is it Trigun? I think that's the name of it. If y'all know anime, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. I think it's called I think it's called Trigun with Vash the Stampede. It's not Cowboy Bebop. It's definitely I think it's definitely Trigun. Vash the Stampede, right? Because one of my best friends, that's like one of his favorite shows. So I was like, let me watch this shit. He's always talking about his anime shit. Like, this black ass nigga talking about anime. So I was like, okay, let me watch it. So I actually was more interested in Trigun than I was with Orange is the New Black. Orange is the New Black. And I say that to say because me and Amanda, that's what we were watching. We were watching shit on my Netflix. We were watching, you know, watching these different shows. She was talking to me about her guy troubles. And I'm like, yeah, girl, fuck them guy. Fuck them. Fuck them, girl. Yes, girl. Yes, bitch. Do you, bitch? Yes. You know, being as supportive as I could possibly be. Um, and that's all because, again, Amanda's neuroses, like, kind of kept her from being in really good relationships. She was always very much like, but what if he wants something really serious? I don't know if I want something really serious because me and my work and my work and me and my work and my hours and my long hours. And and I'm like, bitch, he's not trying to marry you. Like, just have some fucking fun. Damn. You know, and I would be like that with her. You know, like, just live, girl, live. Right? Like, stop thinking so hard. Like, yes, he works 12 hours a day. You work 12 hours a day. But find that one hour and just rock. Like, just uh, get your shit. Get off. Like, do what you got to do. You know? So we talked about that the entire weekend. Had a blast. When we're coming back from the resort, though, is this is when the trouble started. So as we're leaving the resort, I will not tell Fibs. I will admit wholeheartedly on this show. I saw Amanda's little sister steal a blanket from the hotel. Now, I didn't make a big deal out of it because my mom used to be a room attendant for a good portion of my adolescence to like high school years, right? So having a parent who worked in a hotel for a good chunk of my life, I heard stories of people stealing shit out the hotel's all the time people throwing monkey throwing shit in the hotel like one time somebody came into a room and took a dump and smeared the shit all over the bathroom and on the seat and like left a message saying clean this shit up and my mom's friend had been assigned to that room and she left the message like fuck you i'm not cleaning this and then went out the room like i've been privy to bad shit that happens in hotels right so her taking a blanket was not the worst thing that her little sister could have done at this hotel, right? As far as I'm concerned, the hotels expect you to steal some shit. They expect you to steal the soap, the the robes, towels. They expect it, all right? It's 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 literally expected. Those things cost cents on the dollar to them or maybe in a cent on the dollar to them. So it's not a big deal, right? And it was one blanket, by the way. So... I, I'm going to admit, I saw her sister steal the blanket, but I said, you know what? I'm going to keep my mouth shut because one, this girl ain't my sister. And two, she was like 19. So what the hell I look like in all my 22-ness to tell a 19-year-old, no, no, not 19, I'm sorry. She was 17, regardless. That's, that's adult New York State, right? 
ish, adult ish. Hey, like the podcast. Hey. Anyway, she was like 17 or something. And I was like, what do I look like in all my 22-ness telling this grown ass woman, you know, she can't be stealing a blanket. Like, is she gonna steal bitch steal the damn blanket? If you want to, you do you. If I was if I wanted that blanket that bad, I would have stole it too. But then I was like, you know, we're gonna share this blanket in the car. So I already knew what she was stealing the blanket for because we knew when we got in that car, it was gonna be cold as fuck in that car driving back home. So the three of us in the back seat again. It gets mad cold, and um, her sister pulls out this blanket. So the sister throws the blanket on her and the cousin, and they fell asleep in the back seat. And then Amanda like looks to the back, and she's like, "Where did they get that blanket from?" But um, he's like, "Where did they get that blanket from?" And um, and I'm like, "I don't know." Now, mind you, I know exactly where the blanket came from, but again, minding my damn business. So we get home to New York and a couple days go by and Amanda calls me like one night. So I'm like, hey girl, what's going on? She's like, yo, Fia, let me ask you something. I was like, what? She's like, did you see where my, did you see where my sister got that blanket from? And I did the Afia thing that I do in situations like this, like, I think I saw her take something. I mean, I saw her put something in a bag, but I wasn't paying much attention. Like, and I say that because me, her sister, and her cousin were the last three people to leave the hotel. We were closing the door. And in all honesty, just to grab the blanket, shut the door. Um, she and the cousin stuffed the blanket in the bag and then shut the door behind them. Now, I have no key to go back into the door to tell them put that back or whatever the case may be. So I was like, they took it, they took it, whatever. So I said to her, yeah, I mean, I was like, I think I saw them put something in the bag, but you know, I wasn't really paying much attention because I was just trying to leave and get out of there and make sure I had all my belongings, which was not a lie. I was speaking the truth about that. I was more pressed about making sure I had everything that I owned than paying much attention about what they were doing. And again, not my business. So she goes, you know, I just spoke with my sister and I was like, where did she get this blanket from? And she told me that she got it from the hotel. And I was like, why didn't she tell anybody that she stole it? You know, she's stealing blankets. And we got into an argument about it. Now, Amanda is very maternal when it came when it comes to her siblings in the sense that like she's like a second mother to them. So when she says she was fighting, I know she was like reprimanding the shit out of this girl for stealing this blanket. So I asked Amanda, like, well, what's the problem? Did the hotel charge you guys for the blanket or something? And she said, no. I said, so then what's the big deal? Y'all got a free blanket. She's like, that's not the point. It's the principle of it. She should have never stole it. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. She didn't steal it. But, you know, maybe she was really cold, which she was. So I said, maybe the girl was going to be really cold and she just needed something to cover up on her, you know, and she didn't have a blanket. She didn't want to use her towel, whatever, you know, kind of like trying to soften the blow on the little sister because homegirl we were we were struggling in the back of that damn van with that cold ass air it felt like we were on the top of mount everest like sitting in the back of this damn van it was too damn cold okay i felt like i know me and the cousin and the sister felt like freaking jack and rose in the titanic on that freaking bed head just freezing and shit like when is this gonna end like it was cold so i was there you know trying to sympathize with her like man you know Maybe it was really cold. Like, you gotta forgive her for that. Like, it was just a blanket. She's like, no, no, no. It's wrong. She should have never stole it. And I'm like, okay, yes. Get on her for stealing the blanket. But, like, don't, you know, browbeat her for it. Like, it was one time she did that. 
There was a reason why she did it. It won't happen again. You know, whatever. So I don't know if it is that the sister told her, oh, no, Afia definitely saw me and whoever steal this blanket or whatnot. But after that day, I did not hear back from Amanda. I did not hear much from Amanda at all. And it was kind of disheartening because Amanda was a really good friend, right? And I almost feel like we were good enough friends that if Amanda was mad at me for being culpable in the stealing of the blanket, Amanda could have told me like, you know what? I feel like you did wrong by me by not telling me my sister stole this blanket. You know, in the sense, you know, and I told her I didn't want to. I was like, listen, even if your sister did take it, I said, yeah, I saw her take something. But guess what? She's not my sister. I can't talk to her the way you talk to her. I can't reprimand her the way you reprimand her because that is your sister. Right. And I had never I didn't have much interaction with Amanda's family or with her siblings specifically to say that, like, I could feel comfortable in telling Amanda's sister, listen, go put that back you're wrong for that. Go put it back. That's not my place. I'm not her family. I'm not her mother. I don't want no little 17 telling me, yo, mind your business. You're not my mom. You're not my dad. So I left it alone. At the same, t- In the same token, I feel like Amanda and I were friends enough that if that really bothered her, that I did not confide in her that her sister stole a blanket and that's what she wanted to end our friendship over, she could have told me so. But instead, she didn't. She just stopped talking to me. And um, I knew she stopped talking to me because I would go on Facebook and see, you know, I would text her. Hey, boo, what's good? What's going on? How are you doing? And I wouldn't get a response from her. Right. I wouldn't get a response. Now, like I said, Amanda was a busy, busy woman. So she would have like three blackberries. And yes, this is telling our age. She had like three blackberries. She had like a personal blackberry, a work blackberry, and then like a personal work blackberry, you know, for when she wants to talk personal shit with people at work, whatever. Um, so I was like, ah, maybe I got the wrong number or whatever, but I knew I had a number, at least a number. Didn't hear back from her. Okay, time goes by and um, Amanda moves out of Brooklyn. She was living in Brooklyn and I think she moves to Harlem. I met up with her once when she was in Harlem and then that was like the last time I heard from her after that. Now, Amanda was one of those people who felt very like... um yeah, it was after that. So my mistake. I, I did hear from Amanda after the um after the blanket, but I think it was one more time I saw her, and after that I didn't hear from her. And Amanda was one of those kind of people who was like, you know, I don't like reaching out to friends that don't reach out to me. So I would make it my business to like reach out to Amanda occasionally, like just check do little occasional check ins with her. Um, so that way it was always fair. If she checked in with me, I checked in with her. Fair, fair is fair, you know. I would check in with this heifer and she would answer me back. I'm like, what the hell? So check in one more time. I hear nothing from her. So Amanda and I had another friend, um, another friend of ours, a mutual friend. She's another friend, a mutual friend. And I would check in with the mutual friend like, hey, you heard from Amanda? She's like, nope. And she would text Amanda in front of me like, hey, bitch, where you been? You alive? Bitch, pick up. Literally, like, this is what she would text her. And um, Amanda wouldn't respond. Amanda just stopped responding to us. So I told her, I was like, I hope this girl isn't taken to heart 
that I was, you know, a conspirator in stealing this blanket. I, you know, I the a culprit. Um, and year and time. When I say time, time went by. Time went by. So the mutual friend was like, you know what? If a man don't want to talk to us, she don't gotta talk to us. We don't gotta talk to her, and just leave it like that. And so I did. At least I thought I did. Let me tell you something. I don't, I don't like. I don't like when my friends disappear on me. When good friends disappear on me for no reason, they don't talk to me about it, or we we don't, you know, figure out what's going on. I don't like that. I don't like that whatsoever. I not talked about flaky people, but she was not flaky. She was very anxious. She was um, a little all over the place. She was a little neurotic, but she wasn't flaky. Okay, she was a good person, but she made me get in my feelings, and I didn't like that. So years went by and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do my best to be like, you know, I wish Amanda the best because this half ain't calling me back. Um, mm-mm, I don't like it. My breakup with Amanda felt like I was breaking up with a man. Like I didn't like, I was just like, why is she not calling me? Why is she not texting me? Why is she doing this to me? Do I need to roll up to Harlem and key her car? What is going on? Why is she avoiding me? Stop ignoring me, Amanda. I felt like I broke up with a boyfriend with her. But I kept, again, I was trying to do like what I do with guys that do the same shit. And I was like, I wish her the best. I hope she's doing good in life. I hope she's doing great. I hope Amanda is living her. I hope Amanda has gone up the corporate government chain and is making tons of money. You know, I'm wishing her the absolute best because, of course, in my head, it's like if we become friends again and she's doing really great, then, you know, she's going to help me do my shit, right? But I wasn't, I was, it really wasn't selfish like that. I was really trying to be as selfless as possible because, again, she hurt my feelings. So, like I said, years go by. And me and my long-term boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, got back together. And at this point in time, we had actually gotten engaged. And turns out Amanda had moved back from Harlem back into Brooklyn. And where she lived initially in Brooklyn at one point was literally like two blocks away from where my then-fiance lived. So um, she lived in the neighborhood. So apparently he bumped into her. Um, he bumped into her in a corner store. And so I'm leaving work one day and he calls me. He's like, yo, babe, you know who I just bumped into? And I was like, who? He's like, Amanda. I said, Amanda? The fuck you bumping into Amanda for? What's she, what's she doing? What's she look like? You know, how's she doing? Right? Again, being like she was my ex. Like, how's she doing? What's she doing? What's she look like? Right? So he's like, yeah, she, she, she recognized me. I said, I know. I was like, I like how this heifer could recognize you, but she can't recognize my phone number though. I love that. Right. So bumped into her, talked to her and he was like, yeah, she, you know, she was like, oh, how am I doing? You know, he's like, oh, I told her I was doing fine. And then she asked me for you. She said, she said, oh, do you still, do you still see your fear? And he was like, yeah, I see her around, you know, and I I have to admit, I I appreciate my ex for that because he was being extra petty like me. You know, he was, he was like, yeah, I see her around. Cause he was going to be like, yeah, we engaged. He was like, like, yeah, I still see her she needs to know all our fucking business she wasn't in our lives for like the last three years she needs to know our damn business i want to know her business though but anyway so he told her yeah you know i see her around and she was like oh yeah you know oh i've just been so busy i i've been meaning to catch up with her 
but I've just been so busy. I've just been, you know, I've just had so many things to do, but you know, I got to talk to her sometime soon. You know, when you see her, let her know I said hi. I was like, why the fuck she telling you to tell me hi if she just told you she's been meaning to contact me? Again, feeling like an ex-girlfriend. Like, she's been meaning to call me, but she gonna tell you to tell me hi? What kind of shit is that? You know what? Fuck Amanda. I don't like her. We aren't friends. Boo-hoo to Amanda. I don't like her no more. And I really got mad. I really did get that mad. I tried to let it go. I really did. I tried. Because my thing is, you ain't going to tell somebody, you know, yeah, you know, tell her I'm going to call her. And you don't. Mind you, I've done that to people. And I know. I'm, I know I'm wrong for that. But, yes, I was on the receiving end of it, and I didn't like it either. So, I don't care. I didn't like it. So, again, time goes by. A minute don't contact me. And I just, you know, brush it off again. Like, okay, whatever. It was just basic chit-chat because she saw him in the store, right? But, so... Me and him, we, we get together. We get married. I move into, I actually move into his apartment, um, which again is just two blocks away from where Amanda lives. Now, I don't know where Amanda has moved back to in the neighborhood because she could have moved back into any apartment in that neighborhood, but I knew it was still within the vicinity. And I'm there like, yo, how much you want to bet I'm going to see Amanda on these streets? I'm going to see this heifer on these streets and she going to act like she don't know me, yo. Several times I went to this like a little Korean uh, fruit stand around the corner. And it's because I see Amanda with her knee length skirts, her kitten heels, and her briefcase and shit walking down the block. Extra busy. And I swear to you guys, I swear this woman saw me in my face. I swear she looked me in my eyes and just pretended she didn't know me. So you know what? I upped my petty level. And I just pretend I didn't know her either. Whenever I would see a woman shaped like Amanda, look like Amanda, quack like Amanda because it was Amanda, I would just act like, I don't know that. Like Harpo, who this woman? I don't know who she is. So, again, I I probably saw her a, a handful of times while we lived in his apartment. And we eventually moved out of the neighborhood. Then we eventually split up. I uh, broke up or whatnot, and y- you know, years passed by. I shouldn't say years passed by, but years passed by since I left the neighborhood. And so, this past—I can't remember when it was. Maybe this past fall, fall this last fall, um, I was invited as a um a representative for Black Girl Nerds. Shout out to Black Girl Nerds. Whoop whoop. Um, to attend a taping of Two Dope Queens. Shout out to Two Dope Queens. Bloop, bloop. Um, to attend a taping for an H- the HBO special that they have coming out. If y'all see me, I'm in like the third row from maybe the left. I'm going to be like in the third row from the left. Y'all going to see me sitting down. I'm going to be popping halls like that entire special because I was sick. But y'all might see me though. So if y'all see me, just, you know, shout out on the adultish Twitter account, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, my Twitter account, whatever. Let me know y'all saw me so that way I can like screenshot that shit and like post it everywhere. Anyway, went to this, um, to this special and something in my spirit told me, yo, you're going to see Amanda on these streets because it was in the same neighborhood. Something told me you're going to see Amanda. You're going to see a fucking Amanda on these streets. 
Tell me who I saw when I was walking to the train station, y'all. Amanda. And did she pretend to not know me? Yes, she did. And did I pretend to not know her? Yes, I fucking did. And you know what happened? I got so in my feelings walking past this woman for like the sixth or seventh time. I went on Twitter and had an entire rant about how I'm so mad Amanda is out here pretending like she don't see me when I'm walking past her and how she broke up with me over a blanket. Now, yes, I said she broke up with me. Like I said, I treated Amanda like she was my damn boyfriend. She broke up with me over a blanket and I'm still upset and I'm still mad about it. And yes, I'm getting in my feelings because that's what this segment is called in my freaking feelings about it. And it was like a 10 tweet rant. And I added the friend, our mutual friend in between. And I was like, yo, bitch, tell me I'm lying about this, though. And my friend tweeting was like, no, you ain't lying. Right? She was like, no, you ain't lying. She was just like, she was like, you know what? More power to her. And that's what we left it as. I left it as, yo, I wish her the best in life. And I know from here on out, if I ever meet Amanda, I always, I always have to keep my petty game strong. Always keep it strong. I may be in my feelings right now, but whenever I come across Amanda, my petty, my petty Betty must be at her absolute best because I refuse to be the person to crack when I don't even know what the hell I did. Okay. If it was because such just stole a damn blanket, I hope she, I hope she distanced herself from her sister as much as she distanced herself from me over this blanket. Still pisses me off to this day, as you can clearly hear in my voice. But I'm going to leave this segment with, I wish Amanda the absolute best. I hope she is doing amazing things in her life. And if I ever see her on the street again, I will continue to just not acknowledge her existence and then silently curse the day she was born in my chest because she treated me like I was some dirty ex-girlfriend that she didn't have the nerve to talk to. Okay, maybe not the last part. I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna curse the day she was born because she was really I really do feel like she broke up with me, y'all. Like I'm really sad. Like I'm really in my feelings though. Ugh. Like I'm mad. Like I'm getting mad all over again. But you know what? It's okay. Like I said, I wish Amanda the best. I hope she's doing great. And I hope that for every person, I just hope, I just wish the best for her. I wish that she is filled with people in her life who don't lie on her family about stealing blankets. I hope that she has all the blankets in the world and they were all paid for. And that they're lovely and fluffy and warm and they keep her snugly at night because one blanket broke us up that's all i'm saying and i'm done this bitch got me so mad oh my blanket this has been another episode of the adultish podcast part of the digital discovery network please be sure to follow us subscribe and like us on soundcloud itunes and google play like to follow us on twitter we're at adultish podcast that's adultish p zero d c a s t 
You can also reach out to us at adultishpodcast2018 at gmail.com. Be sure to follow me, Postafia, on Twitter at LaJolipoeta, that's L-A-J-O-L-I-E-P-O-E-T-A, or you can follow me on Instagram at ALJA0214. Thanks for listening. Look up to me, they look up to me I got fake people showing fake love to me Straight up to my face Straight up to my face I've been down so long, it look like up to me They look up to me I got fake people